Good morning, friends. Today is the seventh Sunday of Easter. Our daily office reading this morning, remember, is different than the reading from the lectionary that you will hear if you go to church this morning. We will read together Psalm 66 and 77, Ezekiel 3:16 through 27, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and the Gospel of Matthew 10, 24 through, 40, through 33 and 40 through 42. And that is for the daily office. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Alleluia. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ is risen. O come, let us worship. Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So also, so also consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, 
so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalms 66 and 67 Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great power, your enemies cringe before you. All the earth worships you. They sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds among mortals. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There we rejoiced in him, who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let the rebellious not exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, those that my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fatlings with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come in here, all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried aloud to him, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face sh- and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known upon earth your saving power among all nations let the peoples praise you o god let all the peoples praise you let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth let the peoples praise you o god let all the peoples praise you The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 16 through 27. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Mortal, I have made you a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give them no warning, or speak to warn the wicked from their wicked way in order to save their life, those wicked persons shall die for their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. 
But if you warn the wicked, and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their wicked way, they shall die for their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. Again, if the righteous turn from their righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before them, they shall die. Because you have not warned them, they shall die for their sin, and their righteous deeds that they have done shall not be remembered, but their blood I will require at your hand. If, however, you warn the righteous not to sin, and they do not sin, they shall surely live, because they took warning, and you will have saved your life. Then the hand of the Lord was upon me there, and he said to me, Rise up, go out into the valley, and there I will speak to you, speak with you. So I rose up and went out into the valley, and the glory of the Lord stood there, like the glory that I had seen by the river Shabar, and I fell on my face. The Spirit entered into me, and set me on my feet, and he spoke with me. And he said to me, Go, shut yourself inside your house. As for you, mortal, cords shall be placed on you, and you shall be bound with them, so that you cannot go out among the people. And I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you shall be speechless and unable to reprove them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Let those who will hear, hear, and let those who refuse to hear, refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, A Song of Wisdom Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people, and a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of the Lord, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors, and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day, and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea. She led them through mighty waters. But their enemies she swallowed in the waves, and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, Lord, the righteous sang hymns to your name, and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute, and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler and the, of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in, in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come 
he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle M, A Song of Faith Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By divine mercy we have a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory so that we might have faith and hope in God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 33, and verses 40 through 42. I'm going to make a slight change, and I'm just going to read the whole way through. Matthew 10, chapter, Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 through 42. I'm not going to skip 34 through 39. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from, the, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the head of, hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. 
and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous, and whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We are going to use again the prayers from the prayers for the sick from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. 
hear and have mercy. Jesus, Son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Compassionate God, you so love the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he reveals you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us. Make us whole and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. May God the Father bless us, God the Son heal us, God the Holy Spirit give us strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard our bodies, save our souls, and bring us safely to his heavenly country where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children, and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health, through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. 
Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, Good Shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain. Restore in them your gifts of joy and strength and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now, that we may know your presence in one another and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children, loose the fetters of sickness, break their yoke of pain, and from this land of affliction lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness from which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own, deliver them from fear and pain, and send your Archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom, you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you as you care for them. Give them peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children who are dying. May death become for them, as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of their loved ones. Comfort them. Grant them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial, they shall be established on the firm foundation of your, of your deliverance. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh, 
you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend them, to guard their coming, their going out and coming in, and to bring them safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and divided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know their peace in their dis- and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer, hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy, according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and Blessed One, shine on your children who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you, so that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in these places of unrelenting light and noise, Enfold your children in in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. Sanctify, O God, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance, and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their care. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your children, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear. 
that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift them up, that in the bodies you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, Help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, they may rejoice in your goodness, and so order their life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance, through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding, for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I do have a few thoughts on the readings. All right, Psalm 66 um, is, as my commentary says, and I agree with it, a community Thanksgiving. And it, well, first the psalmist kind of identifies his enemies with God's enemies. And so he's aligning himself with 
the side of right and the enemies with the side of wrong, pretty much. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty normal human thing to do. I think a lot of the Psalms are good Psalms to pray when we're feeling big feelings, so to speak, to use a, a modern euphemism or a modern phrase. And and so they help us identify with a psalmist who is human. And in a way, they're kind of a processing of the emotion and the circumstance. So the psalmist identifies himself with God, his enemies as anti-God or against God, and reminds himself that God is all-powerful, that all the earth worships God. Um, and reminds the people that God has done amazing things for them in the past. And thus God will be faithful to do miracles for them in the future. The reminder here, I think, is good for us about what God has done for us and what we, with God's help, have triumphed over. So let's kind of pray verses 12, maybe 12 through 16 together. With your help, God, we went through fire and through water. You brought us out to a spacious place. Now that we are out of trouble, we will make good on the promises we made in trouble. It is said that there are no atheists in foxholes, and in a foxhole under fire is where many of us pray our most fervent prayers. And sometimes we bargain with you, O God, and, and God, where it be your will, let us make those promises actuality. If there can be blessings wrought there, by making the words that we have spoken come to truth and action, let us do so, O God. And then let us tell others about what God has done for us. Let we speak both with our lives and our words of God's miraculous healing power and transformation within us. And let us pray for others that they may be positively and blessedly transformed. Amen. Psalm 67 is also a communal prayer. It's a communal petition for all the nations of the earth, um, particularly that the nations, the other nations recognize that God has favored Israel, that as my commentary puts it, God has caused Israel to prosper and has also guided the peoples and will judge them equitably. I think in our current circumstances, I would like to pray this prayer that all nations of the earth recognize God and goodness by whatever name we call God. Let's not get caught up in language. Um, words are very important, but words mean different things to different peoples and languages and places and times. So let us pray that all nations recognize and see God in the world and in each other and act with justice. Coming to, the need, coming to the aid of the poor and the oppressed. God, let us stop uplifting those who are already in worldly high places. Let us tear down the high places of idols and lift up instead the poor, the needy, the homeless, the afflicted, those who need help. Oh God, let us be your hands of help to them. Let us be conduits for your light to those who need it the most. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that God's way may be known upon earth, God's saving power among all nations. 
Let our peoples praise you, O God, the peoples of this context, this time, this country, and also let all the peoples of every context, of every time, of every country, from every walk of life, praise you and know you and receive your healing and love, O God. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for your justice is perfect. May you guide the nations upon earth. May the nations follow you, O God. The earth has yielded its increase to us. Let us be good stewards of the earth and that which it brings forth. God, continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere you, God. Amen. Our reading from Ezekiel is interesting. God makes him a sentinel for the house of Israel. Sometimes I think those of us who are sensitive to the world around us are sentinels for the world. The way Glennon Doyle puts it is that there are children, both literal children and children of God, that are like canaries. You know, the whole thing about the miners' canaries that would sense um, the, the deadly poisonous um, substances air in the mine before they did and so they would follow the canary and they would leave the mine and get to safety hopefully um glennon please forgive me if i get your words wrong but the way um the way i remember glennon saying it is that those people who are finely tuned the spiritual world or to the spirituality of the world around us. Cause I, I agree with Walter Wink that there is spirit in everything. And, and I don't mean by that, like anthropomorphism or anything like that. I just mean that the spiritual world and the physical world are not completely separate as we might think they're, they're co-joined and intermingled. Right. And there's, there's spirit and atoms and everything else. So, there are those among us that are just like keyed into that and we would do well to heed their warnings and also to teach them how to tune that radar and how to express it because a lot of times we don't listen because we don't understand so give us ears to listen to the words of warning to the words of wisdom from your spirit God no matter what source they come from, no matter how it's translated. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Our New Testament reading I think that this is another one that can be misinterpreted particularly verse 3, which reads, All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath like, every, like everyone else. I think that this has been misinterpreted to say everything that is physical and of humanity and human flesh is bad and evil. And I think verses like these we misinterpreted or would lead to like, self-abuse and flagellation and shame and, 
and self-hatred. And I don't think that's the case. I think God made us for good. I think our bodies were made for good. I think this physical world was made for good. And I think that it gets twisted. And when our human energies are improperly focused, they're distorted, like they're reflected, they're reflected off something untrue. So it's like a dark mirror. Well, I don't want to use the word dark, but it's like an evil mirror and it bounces the energy off of it and misdirects it. And so I think that we have to move that out of the way and shine truly and with focus in God's direction, in God's path. And one of the ways that God does this, that helps us to remove the mirrors, is by loving us even when we're distorted. And God gave us Christ to show us what a true direct path looks like. And so that Christ could bring us the Holy Spirit and, you know, the culmination of God's dwelling among us. God doesn't despise the flesh. God came and dwelt with us in the flesh, became the flesh. The flesh doesn't need destroyed. The flesh needs purified. That which is warping humanity needs destroyed. And it's only grace that can do that. We can't do it by our effort. We can't do it by trying hard enough. We can only do it with God's help. Isn't that a relief? I hope it's a relief. For it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. And it's not our own doing. It's a gift. A free gift of God. We are what God has made us. Beautiful human, gay, straight, female, male, trans, all of it. We are how God made us. And the way we have been shaped is the way God has allowed us to be shaped. Let us come before God and ask him to transform and redeem all of our experiences that we may move moment by moment closer to God we get distorted when we move away from God, when we let the wounds of the world move us away from God. Let us be transformed and renewed. And let us become more and more the people that God made us to be. Nothing is irredeemable. No one is irredeemable. Our truest selves, the beautiful, messy human people that God made us to be, they are beloved. We are beloved. And God knows and sees all of this through time. So rest assured, God knows all. God can handle all. God loves all. No matter what it is that, that has twisted and warped us away from the beauty that we were created to be. God in love can redeem it all so it's even better and more beautiful than it was before. We are even better and more beautiful than we were before. I feel like there's something I misspoke on. Okay, um, when I said that God has allowed us to be transformed in the ways that we have been, 
I don't take that to mean that God has intentionally put hurtful things in our paths to shape us. No, it is that God takes the hurtful things and when we enter into cooperative transformation with God, then with God's help, we are, instead of distorted and brought further from our true selves, we are transformed and loved and beautified into our true selves. I hope that that clarifies it a little bit. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me where my words can be, can be twisted. Holy Spirit, let redeem any word that I have spoken into your truth. Amen. All right, so let's talk a little bit about our gospel reading now. You'll remember I read all the way through instead of skipping the somewhat troublesome verses about our families. So, first of all, God, God tells us to expect difficulty. If he, God, if they, God, if they, God, have been maligned, so how much more will we, God's children, be maligned, right? But have no fear. Let that sink in a little bit. Have no fear. God knows all. God sees all. God sees and will redeem any persecution that we face in God's name. Let us acknowledge God even when it is hard. I picture from this verse God, God in heaven. God, the Holy Trinity, God bursting with pride at our bravery in God's name. Let's go ahead and jump to those troublesome verses. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. I believe that in this context, the peace is like acquiescence, acceptance, complacency, compliance, particularly with the status quo. My note here from the last time I read this passage on the 23rd of June of last year, a sword cleaves, a sword divides through shackles, cutting away. I remember a really intense experience of my life where I was really struggling for freedom from some things that had oppressed me, some bondage. And God spoke very clearly to me to be still and he would cut me loose like a surgeon excising um, an infection or um, like necrotic flesh, you know, and that was intensely powerful to me. And I think this is the kind of cleaving and the kind of sword that God means. God means freedom and health. I believe that's God's word for us here. Just Jacob's opinion. And then this piece, for I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus Christ's message 
was unsettling to say the least. It totally upset the historic and accepted patriarchal oppressive enslaving bondage of what the household and societal systems were at that time. So this is what we're set against. We're set against that system, that organization, that hierarchy. When we live in Christ's word, we turn all that bullshit, all that prejudice, all that oppression, all that injustice, all that sexism and racism and all the other isms upside down. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. When you rise up against the system, often the people who benefit from the system are the ones who hold you down. I'm not saying that everybody's family of origin was unhealthy. To me, particularly, this verse really speaks because it was some of the people in my own family who most wanted me to live the oppressive life that they had dreamed for themselves because to them that meant success and status and security. And when I turned all that upside down with God's help to live true to myself, they did not like that. Whenever one bucks the system, the people close to you, the people who seek security in the system, they don't like it. And often they are acting out of a good place. They love you and they want you to stay safe and they see you rising up. That's scary. So it's not necessarily that they're bad or evil. They just haven't broken free of the system. They're still entrenched in it. They're still acting from a place of fear and scarcity. And that's okay. Love them right where they're at and then go ahead and keep on rising up in Christ. Amen. Then these next verses, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. It means be brave. Love and follow Christ more than the earthly voices that speak into your lives. Let God's voice be louder. Follow God more. Put God at the center. And one way in which I think that we have distorted this in modern culture is to talk about how our family should be ordered always with God at the center and then spouse and then children. There are times that that needs to get mixed up. I made some major mistakes in my life putting my spouse above my son. And I repent of that. There are definitely times that I should have put Jack first. And I listened to some screwed up voices in my life who had done some screwed up things in their lives, not putting Jack first. And so I would just say prayerfully, the only absolute here is God first. God's voice above all the, all other voices, following God and God's word above any advice that anybody else gives you. But the rest of it, prayerfully consider it with your context. There might be many contexts where you need to put your spouse first. 
And I can think of several folks that I know right now that have ordered their lives that way and that is good. But that is not true of every context. Not every family looks alike, right? Honoring your father and mother doesn't always mean a continual active relationship with them. It does not mean following their ways. It means loving them. It means loving them and being respectful to them, not being led by them, not being governed by them. And so I think it's so important for us to remember context here as in so many places and to prayerfully and with God's help, follow God's will in our own particular context. For me personally, that meant my family of two gets ordered God, my relationship with God at the center of everything, and then my relationship with my son, and that is very much a parent-child relationship. It's not a relationship of peers, but it's still a very respectful and very uplifting relationship where I honor him and hear him and seek to understand him. And our reading closes up with whoever welcomes God or whoever welcomes God's disciples welcomes God. Let us see God in each other and welcome God. And I would be remiss if I didn't continue to speak on discernment here as I have in so many places. Let us throw the doors, both physically and metaphorically, open wide for God and God alone. But let us shut out that which is not of God. The enemy, the dissenters, those who, as Teddy Roosevelt and Brene Brown would say, would jeer from the sidelines while we're in the arena. Shut the door tightly on those. Cast them out. In the name of Jesus, amen. And finally, whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This to me says, come from a place of love and plenty, not fear and scarcity. Give, give what you have and it will be replenished. Give as you are led to, discerningly. And don't be afraid. Where God leads you to pour out, whether it be water or your energy or your time or your love or your money, whatever the resource is, where God leads you to pour out, God will refill to overflowing. Amen. And thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.